Well, hello there, and welcome to our podcast, all about blockchain technology. Here, we humble adventurers try to make sense of this revolution and the crypto markets funding it. Once a week, we review the major news in this space, discuss how to trade more successfully, and share our top guesses for which coins we think might do well. Now, none of this should be taken as financial advice. Well, very little of it should be taken as any kind of advice at all. But what you do get is our research, insight, an electric chat on the mysteries of the blockchain and its wider impact on the world and its future. So without any further ado, sit back, chill, do whatever you need to do to get right, relax, and let's get on with doing this. On episode five. Are we episode five? Right, miss. Jeez, oh, yeah, you're right. It is episode five. Let me check my thing. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. Unbelievable. Yeah, it is unbelievable. Episode five um, of um, Doing Bits. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Jason Jude, and I'm joined by my good friend, Kieran. Kez, how are you doing? Not bad, Jay. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Uh, there has been a lot of news. A lot of things seem to have calmed down. It's not quite as bloody and red as it was last week. Um, I felt a lot better about it, <laughs> to be honest. Um, not quite so worried that I'm going to lose all my money. But um, how have you felt? Similar, similar. I see, it, it's the crypto market and Bitcoin. It is going to move so fast that when it does kind of slow down, it, it is the human emotion comes into it, doesn't it? And you think, oh, dear. <laughs> Yeah, you do. You think, oh, dear, was I a complete idiot for putting my cash into this? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm I'm very pleased that it seems to have calmed down. Um, and I think a big part of that was the, um, you know, the Senate hearing. Yeah. I think that seems to put the brakes on it. Everyone's now very confident that governments around the world, well, probably the most uh, influential, the American government, isn't going to try and just cut this off. Um, actually, I thought the quote from the guy was, it was Giancarlo, I think he was. Um, he said something which I thought was in line with what we were saying yesterday about where the UK is compared to where other countries are. It was just really forward looking. Um, and he said basically, if there was no Bitcoin, then we wouldn't have any um, distributed ledgers, so you wouldn't have any. Um, of these cryptocurrencies. But what really struck me was he said, we owe it to this new generation to respect their enthusiasm for virtual currencies with a thoughtful and balanced response and not a dismissive one. Now that to me is a mentality of like a country who's obviously gonna do very well out of this. Um, whereas the UK seems obviously because Brexit's going on, has massively taken its eye off the ball um, with, well, with lots of other things as well. but. In terms of this, you're not really hearing any comment at all, other than Spencer Kelly doing his best on click. But him aside, I, 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 have you heard anyone? No, no, I think we're... Yeah, I think you're spot on there with a number of things. Like, firstly, he became an instant hero overnight, didn't he, Giancarlo, in the crypto community? I think almost every person I follow on Twitter retweeted him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same quote. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'd love to know what his figures were, but how many more followers he got after that. Um, but you're right. It was a really forward-thinking comment. And um, 
I've always said that as a country, we're a little bit like an old man. <laughs> where, like, <laughs> you know, we've got a lot of like harking back to what we did, which was great and stuff like that. And, um, and it does really feel like that now, doesn't it? As you said, you don't, you don't hear a huge amount. I mean, I was reading some of the news um, <laughs> just now, and um, basically a lot of UK websites have been targeted for, for sly mining. <laughs> Like really, government websites and the NHS website, <laughs> which it? made me laugh. But kind of does kind of sum up our attitude in this area, area if you like. It's kind of like yeah, we're we're kind of um, helping it without even meaning to. <laughs> okay. So what are people hacking like the NHS computers to to mine with? Is that it or? I think somehow they don't, I, I mean, I didn't quite understand the technical detail, but basically they've used um, the government websites, NHS websites, and other UK websites. So I assume that when you go on them, it starts running some kind of mineware uh, oh, yeah. that mines like whatever cryptocurrency they're targeting, basically. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that kind of sums it up, doesn't it? Sums it up. Um, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, coming off the back of your comment, like yeah, I said yeah, much more positive than I think people were expecting. Um, and uh, also, I found out as well the one of the top people in the IMF, which is for those of you who don't know, is not just the organisation that Tom Cruise works for in Mission Impossible. <laughs> it's also the International Monetary Fund. Um, and uh, so I think. One of the top leaders there, I think she may even be the top leader, is a lady called Christine Lagarde. Yeah. She's been quite um, bullish about cryptocurrency. She's been saying for a while now, oh, we need to watch this, we need to watch this, and has been advocating a kind of uh, coming together and global regulation. Very good. Yeah. 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 That, that, um, that will obviously scare off some people who got into crypto too kind of push back against that yeah but still i mean i don't know i, I think maybe that, that was really like utopian that was a, a bit of a pipe dream i'm not sure as i always say that the moneyed interests are gonna let um everybody else just rise up um i guess we're gonna have to balance it out and see see how we can eke out something better um i suppose yeah, it's yeah. cynical but is... yeah but regulation it will, yeah yeah be, will be a big part of that um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because, as you said, a lot of people don't want it, and it's one of the big driving forces of uh, the Bitcoin community and cryptocurrency. But regulation also brings a different kind of money in, which those who have various coins kind of want as well. Really, Exactly, yeah. And if you're talking real-world usage, you're going to have to have regulation you know, so that, you know, your grandma can, I don't know, go to the shops and spend Bitcoin or whatever. She has to be able to do that in a way that's backed by your nation state or whoever, someone who she has trust in. So if it is actually going to change the world, then it will have to submit to regulation, I think. As much, yeah, as much as you might not want to. Um, did you have any, any news items which jumped out or? Yeah, I mean, one of them, I just said IMF. Um, the other ones... Um... It's kind of a wider trend. I also thought the SEC, um, the other two that I thought of that kind of, to me, point towards a trend of a bit more acceptance um, 
is the fact that Gibraltar have kind of come out and announced that. Uh, so at the moment, they have a lot of the big betting companies around Europe are based in Gibraltar because they have certain tax laws. They basically uh, entice them in, essentially. Okay. Um, and it looks like they're going to try and do the same thing for ICOs. So they said they're going to put together some regulation for ICOs. Um, That'd be quite so that, cool. Yeah, that could be. It could be an interesting one. Mm. And the other one was um, JP Morgan. So um, I think JP Morgan in general <laughs> could be a massive discussion point. Because yeah. they seem to be working the good cop, bad cop routine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're spot on. Um, but I think this time they've... They, yeah, so again, they've I think they've bashed Bitcoin more than any other organization I've seen, mm. while at the same time announcing various things and seemingly being almost invested. I mean, I don't, they've never said so, but they've definitely announced certain things that lead towards the blockchain. Yeah, it, it, it almost seems like they're driving the price down. That's what some might suggest. <laughs> does that, it does seem as though, on the one hand, they're saying, this is rubbish, stay away, it's going to ruin your life holding the price down and then just filling their bags. That's what, you know, did you, obviously you wouldn't put past and that's what they're in the business of doing and making money. If, if, if we can see that it has potential, it would be incredible to think that these people in, in these institutions who are paid and are hired to see the potential wouldn't also see that. I think we maybe flatter ourselves a bit. I think, yeah, the price of Bitcoin is definitely being subdued, subdued and eventually it will it will rock it i i i reckon that even even though i will say actually currently i don't hold any bitcoin which is the oh, first really? time yeah which is the first time i've been in that position um which makes me nervous but i'm i, I i'll try and get back in at a, um, at a later date but yeah currently for the first time i actually don't hold any other than you know you've got like little dregs left over uh, yeah. when you switch exchanges but i don't hold any which i'm maybe going to regret but um, when we talk about, you know, um, our guesses later on, I'll maybe give an explanation on that. Okay, cool, man. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so the question I was going to ask this mm. week was, you've seen the trading chart, I assume, one mm. that is shown out there. For those, obviously, we're in audio podcasts. So I'll put it in our in our Medium channel when uh, we release this. But essentially, the chart is, Small rise, dip, massive rise, significant dip, and then steadies at about a third of the way down, doesn't it? Slow accumulation. Mm. And the cycle that traders say everything goes through, basically. Every commodity asset essentially goes through this cycle at some point. Yeah. So the question I had was, yeah. where do you think we're on that cycle? That's, that's a great question. And we get the cycle now, the market cycle. I really like this market cycle thing. I think there's something... It might just be humans like putting a narrative on thing, but there's something like organic about it. You know, it's like this pattern that's repeating. You can like, okay, I get that. Yeah, where it's like the ult- in many ways is the ultimate. Well, irony is the wrong word, but it's the ultimate inhumanity because it's a cycle that keeps repeating, which we spot and in like we are uh, our brains are kind of functioning to recognize patterns yeah but at the same time we are continuously creating this pattern through history yeah yeah you're absolutely right it's like yeah we see the pattern is it that we see the patterns so then that's why we do it or do we make the patterns or is it a relationship between the two um but yes just to chat about crypto where are we we are <coughs> i think 
um, I'm looking at it now. I actually think we have to be at the very early stage. It depends on what you depends on what you're talking about. And I think there might be markets in markets. Like, yeah, if you're talking if you're talking about like for massive adoption, then you have to say we're right near the start. You know, we're like the hope stage. I'm looking at it now. We're at that at that point whereby people think it might take off. If if you're talking about massive adoption, but then if you're talking about within the awareness of of people in this in the space, then I think we're probably close. Well, basically, I think euphoria will happen for us at the um, mass adoption stage. That will that will be the peak, as it were, kind of for us. But for people um, who are coming to it later. Let's say, like, I'm, I'm thinking about, like, the Amazon stock is kind of what I'm thinking. Like, it went up a lot at first and went down. Yeah. If you'd held it over, like, decades, well, I think it's been going about 10 years now, it would be worth a huge amount. I think it's, you know, like I got into it thinking it was quick return. I actually think it might more be, like, a pension. And that's actually long-term what it's going to be. It's going to be, like, over, let's say, 20 years, you're going to have you got a pension. Well, now I've got digital assets and those digital assets are, are going to be what what sees me through because it, yeah. it it will come down very hard at some point i mean and you know when people talk about hodling and i was laughing yeah, yeah. like well of course you'd hold one i was like you put the money in it was hard actually yeah. last week it was actually genuinely quite difficult to not just sell up and come out because you know there's you know everything's falling there's 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 no um, support. There's no reason why you're not just going to lose all your money. So I suppose to, to kind of fudge your, 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 give you a fudged answer to the question, I think it depends on how you look at it. I think we are fairly close to the peak, and I think that might happen let's say, at the end of the year when it becomes really adopted, and then it will probably shoot up and then drop down, and loads of coins then people are suddenly going to test out in the real world and go, actually, that's worthless. And that's going to like kill the market um and then after that i think you'll get a low kind of rumble and then that'll build up but in terms of um for like people who don't know very much about this then we probably are at like disbelief you know the, the big news this just the start of this year is this stuff nonsense it's rubbish jp morgan are doing their thing and then they will slowly you know rise up to it yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Cool, man. Huh? Cool. Yeah, I think um, I think we're pretty aligned in our thinking in many ways. So, in terms of overall adoption, I am think we're more early adopter. Yeah. Then part of me, as you said, is thinking: Have we are we just fooling ourselves? Have we had the big spike already, and are we on the downside? But then I go and talk to people about this, and a lot of people don't even know what it is. Yeah, you're like. Okay. Yeah, exactly the same. Exactly the same. I think because we're now so into it, you just assume everyone has that same level of understanding. But definitely, there are people who don't. And actually, from talking to people who've been listening to the podcast, we might actually have to do a special, which kind of walks people through. Because okay. yeah, yeah, there's been like a few, a few requests for that. So yeah, if anyone wants to put that on either the Twitter or or anywhere to get in touch if, if you'd like to see that as well. But that actually we're assuming that people are at that level and a lot of them actually aren't. So 
that might be quite a cool thing to do just to walk people through like how do you how do you buy stuff and like what's the value of it or how how can you even try and work out what the value of it is um so my question kind of links onto that actually wasn't my question it's a question which has been provided by um we'll call her misty 99 um the question is the question is the question is um what can you buy with cryptocurrencies right now um and how will this interact with the real world in terms of i think she was getting at like regulation like i think she was like if let's say you went into a shop and you bought something and your cryptocurrency failed how could you get your money back or how could you still enforce the goods interesting very good question especially the mm. second part I really like that so the first part is there are cards out there at the moment that you can just straight up put cryptocurrency on but they it's a bit of a fudge because i assume her question is really could you just buy something straight mm. bitcoin i think these cards actually you store the bitcoin on and then when you use them they essentially switch them back to fiat oh, okay. i don't think they can do that in terms of what you can actually buy, it's basically the cryptocurrency community have got stuff out there. So there have been houses in America. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there have genuinely been a Lamborghini now. Um, <laughs> the Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I don't think they use Bitcoin though. I think they used Light or. Oh, Bitcoin. okay. Wow. They Not even Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yeah. I like, how much of this stuff do you have? <laughs> Um, so you can buy objects I've heard of houses I've heard of cars and I've heard of boats yeah heard of a car I've heard of being paid in Bitcoin okay but the only country at the moment as far as I'm aware that's really adopted it to a large scale is Japan which have ATMs Ooh. Um, yeah, so they they got in on this really early. They 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 backed it and foot regulation and you have to to be an exchange in Japan. I think there's basically a you have to <coughs> promise certain things like you would any other financial company really, okay. uh, which I am a fan of. The other one that looks to be heading that way quite quickly is Australia by the looks of it. Okay, that's surprising. Yeah, so, yeah it is, isn't it? I, if you were gonna just randomly pick three countries or two countries in this case that would adopt um something like this early australia wouldn't be up there no it list. wouldn't but but now that you've said that cryptopia is new zealand exchange isn't it oh yeah it is, isn't it's it? a new zealand exchange and i haven't been to australia for years but i do remember when i was there that they were um trying to think of themselves as a, not an asian country but a country that's actually in asia because that's you know that's the geography of where they are and less of a of a british country because then then you know obviously they always have those roots in you know, um that complicated history um of how like australia is founded uh but in the here and now the australians who are there um and running the country they're pretty keen to be thinking themselves about how we're going to interact in asia so maybe they're taking a cue from that but that's a that's a good move that is, man. That is a good move. And, and going back to what we were talking about before, about, you know, we're still arguing over Brexit and other people are 
getting the house in order. Um, yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I saw I saw a restaurant in America, and they accepted payment. They only accepted payment in cryptocurrencies. Wow. So you in New York, obviously, unsurprisingly, um, and you you paid in it like Litecoin, Bitcoin, Ethereum, any of the major ones to like their wallets. So they had they they gave you the wallet address and you deposited a certain amount of the currency into the wallet. Which I thought was actually pretty sensible. That is a very good way of doing it. Because I think that that kind of answers the second half of the question a little bit mm. because you instantly if the transaction fails you instantly know don't you so yeah not a case of down the line you have to go and find them whatever it's a case of it's the equivalent in this case of going into a restaurant and then doing a runner isn't it or having to try it or washing the dishes yeah yeah something like that yeah because you try and it would be literally the same as paying trying to pay with a card and it getting rejected mm. Yeah, but which which can't happen on the blockchain. You know, if one you have the funds and you send it, it's, you know, once it's mined and transacted and done, this is what I probably would have said. Providing the blockchain is working the way it should do, the whole point is that the ledger is the proof um, that the transaction occurred. So it shouldn't be a case that you can lose your money. Of course, tech being tech, then there will be instances where the blockchain fails. There has to be. I refuse to believe that, you know, it can ever be perfect. And yeah. and so oh, I don't know what's going to happen then because we are that invested in in it working 100% of the time. So when it fails, I assume you then have to check it against the other copies of it. Oh, okay. So if that one transaction failed, yeah, so you, you check it against the other records, so maybe the other nodes or wherever else it's um, held in the ledger. Yeah. So I'm not sure how quickly that could be done. Um, but yeah, but it probably could be I done. Mean, what again, though, what, what we've talked talk previously about Ethereum. So this is where the smart contracts could come into it quite effectively, actually, because you could have restaurants or you could have stores smart contracts so say you walk into a restaurant hmm. you could essentially set up a smart contract um you know order and as you order you're setting up a smart contract and then it, so immediately the other party knows you have the money to pay but it's not released until you've been given the food so that's excellent yeah so actually you buy yeah so what you buy is the smart contract and the contract then allows you to have the food or whatever service you want, which is what happens when you hand cash over, but doesn't happen in that way. But yeah, so I think actually that would that would um, calm my concerns. Yeah, that's cool actually. Um, okay, we were also going to talk about master nodes, but we don't have to do that today. Can do it. Don't have to do that today. Because um, remember, we're trying to keep it a little bit, shorter. a little bit shorter. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to need a bit more time. I haven't still haven't quite got my head around them. So. Okay, that's cool. So, two things: any tools that you're using. Should we do tools and then we'll do guesses? Yeah, that's fair enough, man. That's fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first on tools? Yeah. So I'm actually so I'm using 
tools I'm gonna repeat a tool you used uh, in a slightly different way so I am actually uh, I use Twitter a lot I follow a lot of people on Twitter and yeah I actually use the alert so that they ping quickly and I've got a few Twitter accounts I follow that are actually bots just to get various things on but I thought I would do it slightly differently in two different ways one uh, I want to name check a couple of people who I think are particularly excellent um, yeah definitely but also, I've used it in a negative sense. So I've started to use it, or I use it pretty early on, um, to try and identify people who identify scam coins, basically. Okay. Scams in general. So one guy who did a great job on this is at BCC Ponzi. So BCC P-O-N-Z-I. His actual handle is Madoff wasn't on the blockchain. <laughs> um, yeah, but he was brilliant at identifying BitConnect as a scam. He called it very early, <laughs> very, very early. Yeah. And was pretty relentless in showing the evidence of why he thought it was a scam. Uh, he said after all that, he's actually taking a bit of a break. But he also got me onto another one called Dava Coin. So like Davor, like Davor, Suka, D-A-V-O-R Coin. And apparently okay. that is also a scam. Ah. Um, and there's a few others on Twitter who are, you know, they're, they're using their power for good, so to speak, to try and out these people, um, which I think is very important because I think... Yeah, definitely. Another one um, is a guy called Tur Demester. So at T-U-U-R-D-E-M-E-E-S-T-E-R. Now, this guy talks about finance in general, um, but he's positive uh, or bullish, shall we, as we would say, about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. But a lot of it's because he understands finance very deeply and basically points out why it's not as good as people think and like the issues with it. So he told this incredible seven, no, I think it was eight part tweet thread about Yahoo and Google. Okay. Yahoo and Google, 1999. Yahoo was um, a big search engine at the time. It was, yeah. it was probably the number one, I think. Google was worth 0.15% of Yahoo. Okay. Its general point was is that the stock market and financial services quite often take a long time to catch up to new tech. And he pointed out that at the time, people already knew Yahoo's search engine wasn't scalable beyond a certain point. That Google already had a bigger market share in terms of people using it to search. That they were known for getting the brightest minds to work for them and the mm -hmm. best developers. And not only that, Yahoo were known for getting for trying to undercut, basically, and try and get cheap people who weren't that good in comparison, I'm sure. Don't want to describe okay. any developers. They are they clever people in the main, from what I've noticed. Um, uh, yeah. So despite all of this, um, it took five years for Google to catch Yahoo in stock price. Wow. Despite the fact that the majority of people in the know actually knew Google was a better product with better people and a better future, <laughs> which is <laughs> a mental thing to think about. So it took five years. Yeah. Five years. I know, man. Wow. Um, and the third guy I'm going to mention is um, at Armin Van Bitcoin. This guy is is Bitcoin alone. He is super bullish about Bitcoin. Nothing else at all. No other cryptocurrency. No other altcoin. It's just Bitcoin. But 
The reason I find him very useful is because he actually gives a lot of test results about the Lightning Network. Okay, which is, yeah, everyone is, is raving about it, isn't it? Yeah. For another time, but... Yeah. Yeah, if you want to find out about Lightning Network, we'll do a bit on it at some point, but also, yeah, look him up. I will do. Um, yeah, I'll definitely check that pure domestic as well. Um, yeah, they all sound really, really interesting. And people are super generous. You know, people are sharing just really good information. Um, so I'm very, very thankful to them. Um, I will, I, do you know what I'll do? You've actually inspired me. I will do that for, for next week. I'll do a list of people who I've followed and thought, actually, I've got quite a bit out of um, listening to these guys. So just as a thanks to them, I'll put their names up. Um, my uh, technique or skill for this week has been looking at candles Ooh. or trying to trying to work out um what they what they mean I, I i've probably got more into it when um you know i think i think i sent you today just um yeah. like the history of it the the fact that it was how the japanese were accounting for the price of rice um just i thought that was really cool but more what it kind of did was made me think that it's not just a candle but that candle actually marks like a battle between, you know, the bulls and the bears. It marks a battle between people who wanted to buy and people who wanted to sell, people who wanted the price to go up yeah. and people who wanted the price to go down. And now when I have that in my mind and I'm starting to recognise what the different candles are doing, what's actually happening in the chart is making a huge amount more sense. Because oh. instead of just looking at the wicks as being... Um, all the shapes that go, okay, so it's got an upward trend or it's a downward trend, starting to recognise that, well, you know, due to the shape of this candle, it means that there was a closely run fight, or the shape of this candle means that the buyers were winning. So even though it looks as though the momentum is going one way, when you start to work that in, you can see, well, actually, the sellers are becoming exhausted. And then when you look back retrospectively, you can go, I can see why the price did that. So nice. that's... Uh, so that's actually helped out just thinking about you know the narrative of what's going on um what's happening with the volume and, and who's been winning but again i haven't i'm just watching just trying to learn it so i haven't really put cash in on my bets but yeah it is kind of of, of making a bit more sense in terms of of where it's going so that's, that's quite cool, cool. yeah that's yeah. very cool i think we should also mention to our followers that one of the specials we plan on doing is um both of us are actually trying to learn a little bit about this field, about how to trade. And we want to do a little tester one time, a live testing thing, which we'll edit together and see how we do. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely do that. Um, so going, going, so that's like, um, what was it? Technical analysis, um, more on a fundamental analysis, I guess. How, or which coins, or a coin, are you guessing and you think it's gonna gonna do well so my guess of the week is one called seer coin yes tell me more about that you, so seer coin is attempting to be <clears throat> a new um online version of of um storage like google drive for instance so it will give you some storage space and um some equipment to cloud storage space that obviously they're using blockchain for the cloud um, although they do read in their, their kind of um, website and stuff, it does kind of suggest that they're 
they're open to kind of combining the tech it seems which i think would be very interesting as well mm. uh, but essentially you it's cheaper than the other stuff at the moment and there's a service i'm going to look to try out i believe uh the one downfall i or the one negative i have for at the moment is it's still quite technical to actually do um this storing on the blockchain you still have to mm. do a few things so i think they need to work on that aspect a bit you know make it a bit more user-friendly yeah um, they do provide articles to like guide you through but i think really i think as we've talked about in the past people just want a button don't they yeah, yeah, they just want a button, yeah. button, press the button, that's it, Dan. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's something I think that has got potential, you know. Like, this is a space, could the blockchain could be at the security level, could be even better than cloud. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it could actually. And there's obviously a massive market in that. That is a, a good shout. Uh, what's that, SIA coin? Yeah, SIA, like the singer coin. Mm, okay. They, they, you see, if they were clever, they'd get her in to do the branding. Oh my word, that is genius! Yeah, they that's really should. It. That's <laughs> what they should do. Isn't it? That's what they should do. And that's it. That's it done. See a coin singing about see a coins. Job's done. You know. Absolutely. Um, mine. Okay, and I suppose going back to why I'm out of Bitcoin. Um, just trying to trying to work out because there are too many coins. Basically, this is what I'm finding. Oh, absolutely. There were just there are too many coins. So what I what I thought was, is it just easier to focus on a sector and then I can just get my head round uh, one sector at a time, let's say, or a particular sector. So instead of trying to pick one of the best coins across the board, can I think there is a sector which I think will do well, which will prove to be successful, and then in that sector, look to pick good coins. Yeah. within within that so the sector that I've, I've focused on is privacy coins because um that seems to me something that is fairly unique to um to the blockchain space yeah um so you know i was talking about publisher or publica i still absolutely believe publica as a coin is going to do very very well i would you know i'm still bullish as they say on that but then I started doing the maths, yeah. Um, Penguin is the biggest book publisher. Or, no, sorry, Pearson is the biggest book publisher in the world. And it's about $5 billion. That's the market cap on Pearson, yeah. Okay. Um, and then I think then I, the top five, the fifth and the top five is something like HarperCollins at $200 million. Uh, Now, I think Publica was already listing at $20 million. Wow. Yeah. So already it's at 20 million. So then if you're saying it's going to go 10x, then it comes up to HarperCollins. And it could well do that. There's, you know, I'm, I definitely think that there are, there are a few tokens like that. There's Poet is another one. Potentially VeChain would do that as well. Whereby I, I do think that the traditional publishing um, strategies are, are due for a shakeup. Yeah. But, but there's competition for them in that there is the traditional um, Random House, Penguin, Pearson. They have some competition. I still think they'll win, but they have some competition. Then I was thinking, well, where is there no competition? And I don't see, there isn't competition with privacy coins because other tech can't do this and other people aren't doing this. So if you, if so in that sense, they've got to have a greater chance of success just because they're less opposed. Yeah. 
So if you can, so so if so, then you can say, well, this as a sector, as an emerging sector, should do quite well. And so I'm, and then I found out, well, you know, there's Bitcoin, and it's forked a number of times. Well, yeah. the the latest fork coming is something called Bitcoin Private, which mm -hmm. is going to, as it were, add privacy features on top of the Bitcoin protocol. And so that is my coin of the week and that's that's my bitcoin private and the way you get it is a bit funny you've got to buy uh zcl i can't remember what's called like zcoin you've got to buy that you've got to buy zcl you've got to store that on your own um wallet and then as of the day that they announce i think it's the end of the month so it's still like a good bit of time to accumulate um what will happen is you will get a Bitcoin privacy coin for every uh, ZTL coin that you hold. You'll also get one for every Bitcoin that you hold as well. Um, mm -hmm. But it's a one-to-one. -one. So in this sense, your Bitcoin is worth the same as your, your ZTL coin. So it's a one-to-one, -one and you'll get one Bitcoin private coin for every ZTL that you hold. So, mate, so this is where you towards the ZCL, I assume, just because... Yeah, just because it's... Comparison of investing is yeah, it's light years away it's from... It's like, exactly, from, from, from your, your Bitcoin. So then, buying ZCL, sticking it in a wallet, waiting for them to then give me the Bitcoin privates, which sounds like something completely different, but... <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for back to last week and it gets yeah. them we go to Spank coin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Spank coins, Bitcoin privates. But um, yeah, waiting for them to then um, send those to me and then hoping to hold those and that they move, as, as everyone says. So that's that's been my my thinking. But I'm going to look more at the, into this privacy coin, see how they work and see which other ones are particularly good. There was a rumour I saw that Monero, one of the privacy coins, has um, now done some deal with iOS or something. But um, it was it was like a fleeting thing I read, yeah, a fleeting thing that I read on the um, on Twitter. So I'll check that for next week. But yeah, so that was that was my guess. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think that's a cool guess, man. I like I like the logic, the idea that I think it's a good way of looking at it. What, what's the unique? Because there's a lot of ideas out there that sound good, but you need to break them down somehow. You know, what what problem is it solving or what gap in the market is it taking? So I think in the past, I don't know if we talked about on, I think we talked about on this, there's one called Viewly that someone recommended to me. Yeah. Basically uh, trying to be a YouTube on the blockchain, mm. which sounds good, but then you actually think about it. YouTube's massive. Like, yeah. you're going to have to be incredible to overtake YouTube. Yeah, they are. They are. They're going to have to be incredible. They're going to have to get a, a successful artist. But again, but then again, just like you're saying, it might be the same as like Google and Yahoo. It might be like a five-year thing. And then someone does it right. And then five years down the line, you're like, everyone's migrated from YouTube onto this viewing. Or, yeah, that is very true, man. Or, or whatever it might be. Um, yeah. Sorry, go for it. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, um, we've got loads more to talk about. I think, like we were saying, we'll chop them into um, different.
different specials which focus on on different uh, areas. But in terms of just uh, updating on the news, are you going to be back next week? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, cool beans. I will um, see you then. Well, that wraps up another episode of Doing Bits. As always, if you have any interest you'd like us to look at, any coins you want us to evaluate, or anything you'd like to see us cover, then just get in touch and we'll see what we can do. If you want to follow us and receive what we think are the top tweets of the week, then the address is twitter.com doingbits99. That's twitter.com forward slash doingbits99. And you should be able to find this podcast on Anchor, iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, I believe. So get subscribing and then all of this will just come to you. Thanks once again for listening and see you on the other side.